Yo, yo, what's good? It's Kid Cuddy, and you're listening to Behind the Baller Podcast with my dude, my ace, Ben motherfucking baller. Yeah. Yo, yo, what's good, everybody? You are now tuned in to a brand new episode of Behind the Baller Podcast. This is The Weekend Wrap-Up. I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble. Yes, you already know. The Korean John Cusack. And more importantly, today I am the San Francisco 49er hater. Yo, we are a day away from D-Day, a.k.a. Election Day. Now, yo. I know I kept saying we may not have a president elected by tomorrow night, but I don't know, yo. (laughs) I I don't know. We could be surprised. And when I mean that, I don't mean Donald. And I'm not being biased at all. Yes, I do hate the dude. But at the end of the day, you can't change five plus five equals 10. It's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, man, it's, it's some crazy shit going on and it just ain't good for Donald. What's crazy is before the fucking pandemic, this motherfucker was pretty much like, yo, I didn't want it to, but I mean, he was fucking smothered fucking Joe. Because of all the shit going on, man, he fucked up. Anyways, guys, I hope you all had a great weekend. Obviously, it seems like some of y'all went out and enjoyed yourself for the Halloween weekend and uh, good for you. Some of you guys still don't get it. And some of you guys don't care. What you don't realize, it, it, again, it's not about you. It's not even about your friends. It's about who you might possibly infect or catch the virus from and pass on without even knowing. But again, go ahead. No one should tell you what to do. Okay. We're at over 100,000 cases a day for like the last few days. Okay. Germany is officially locked down. France is locked down. The UK now is locked down, right? And, and death isn't even the, the real issue here. Like, it, it is, right? And, you know, you got dumbass Dick Stane, fucking Donald Trump Jr. saying, there's like almost no deaths. And there's like a thousand deaths that day. You know, and it's just, that's a lot. All right. Way more than the fucking flu. There's nothing. All right. All right. We've had, this shit is crazy. Okay. In all our lifetime, we've, we haven't seen no shit like this. The issue now that they're low-key kind of focusing on is the long-term effects of catching the virus, which is crazy. And what's fucked up is how short the antibodies have lasted, right? Because antibodies ain't lasting. And I said this back in February. I remember saying in the WhatsApp chat, saying here and there, and people called me out on it. And guess what? I had fake professionals saying, wait, what are you talking about? Nobody has confirmed that you can catch it more than once. Guess what, dick fucks? There are hundreds of people who have caught it multiple times now, okay? Because their ass ain't being smart. They're being fucking dumb. And look, it is happening now. And again, each time you do get it, it's definitely worse because it's added other shit that's fucked up with your whole fucking system. You know what I mean? Like long-term, people's lung capacity is fucked up. They realize some people have senses that are fucked up. You know, And, and again, you don't know. It's just going to magically go away. You know, if your knee hurts... And you're like, fuck, it hurts. And it hurts for like every day your knee hurts. What If you don't get surgery, what are you going to do? It's just going to magically get better. As you become 50, 60 years old, it's just going to be 
just dope and go play basketball on it. No, man, that's not how shit works. And that you could have surgery with and it could may or may not work for you. This is totally different. All right. And again, I, there are long-term effects. People are still, more, you know, we're just still learning about this shit. Okay. Having a year of your life taken away from fun enjoyment sucks for you. It's not really worth your time to like take this serious. Then you're not taking your life serious. One year really in the big scheme of things ain't shit. And I'm going to try to break this down. All right. But for you guys out there like, man, fuck that shit. I got to live my life. You know, man, one year is what? Fuck that. I got things I got to do. And what? Shit ain't really popping out here. Like, oh, yeah, in Atlanta, they're in clubs. Like, really, is it that deep? Like, for you guys to possibly shorten your lifespan, that's a gamble, right? Like, you guys are better than me because I couldn't do that shit. So let's talk about how we measure life and things. And you'll be like, this is a very weird way of doing things, right? But, you know, I'm looking for shit to watch. And I started to watch David Letterman's, you know, Netflix show. Never watched it. Was a big fan of David Letterman growing up. And um, his Netflix show was called uh, My Next Guest Needs No Introduction. So I, uh, you know, I started, started watching. I started with the Dave Chappelle show, the episode. Fucking phenomenal episode, right? I wish it was two hours long. Didn't want it to end, right? Dave is so awesome. I met Dave in 1994. We, you know, saw each other on and off for like a year or two, whatever. And then I didn't see him for almost 20 fucking years. And he still remembered things about me, you know, after all this crazy shit that he had going on in life and turning down $50 million in the early 2000s when that's like turning out a quarter billion dollars now. And um, I'll never forget, we were at the Hollywood Bowl at a weekend concert. And we were chatting it up the whole time. My wife is kind of like low-key fangirl, and she doesn't really care about things like that. And uh, we're outside walking in the parking lot because he wanted to see, he's walking me and my wife back to my car because he wanted to see my Aventador, a.k.a. K-Town Destroyer 1. And he's like, damn, man, you, you've come a long fucking way since uh, Brother to Brother Barbershop. Brother to Brother Barbershop is a barbershop, a black-owned barbershop uh, owned by... Um, couple dudes uh one of them was i think my boy bird but yeah this place was in uh in north hollywood right we used to both get a haircut there and to think what he has done in that span of, of 20 years i mean beyond that like what he did six seven years from that right he's had a full career and beyond he's done so much good for society he's been therapeutic with his comedy and the message he sends his audience is just incredible right it's crazy. It's fucking mind-blowing, right? What's crazy is he's not even done with his career. Like, he's ready to go take it to another level, do another, he's doing the Chappelle show, like, relaunch and everything. You know, that's inspiring because me and him are the same age. You know, he still wants to go. It's a little different. He's a comedian, but I'm saying just the way he preps himself and everything, it's, it's really amazing that he's still going and, and he's not done. So anyways... You know, I finish that episode and I scroll down and I see that there's a bunch of amazing guests. It's like fucking Robert Downey Jr. and all these other people. There's some new people, like newer celebrities or whatever. And it's crazy because, you know, Dave is like, why the fuck? I, mean, I thought Dave is done. You know, Letterman, he doesn't want to do shit anymore. He was done with the Tonight Show. Um, I'm sorry, Late Night with David Letterman. You know, one thing real quick with David Letterman, because some of you guys really don't even know who the fuck he is. That's kind of sad, right? Or you just know from Netflix, you don't know how crazy the gap is between our generations because... When it came to late night talk shows, he was the God, all right? Like, 
I wasn't a huge fan of Jay Leno. I was always a fan of Letterman. I was a big, you know, a way more Letterman, you know, David Letterman buff because of my brother. And um, of course, I love Jay Leno because he's such an enormous, huge car and motorcycle aficionado, right? But Jay's comedy wasn't the same compared to like, you know, I just, I just like Dave better as a host. Anyways, I scroll down and I see Kim Kardashian on a list. And I'm slightly intrigued. And I'm just really short attention span. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, am I going to watch Robert Downey Jr. talk about certain things? He's talking about when he was fucking doing drugs and shit. This is the time I knew, dude. You know, LA's a small place. I know everyone. I'm the Forrest Gump of hip hop. Not even just hip hop, fucking Hollywood, right? So I'm like, fuck this. You know what? Why not? Let me throw on this Kim K interview. Maybe Dave goes in on her, you know, some cheap thrills. He even says, he goes, hey, man, there's a certain point where I made fun of this family. I made fun of this girl. Now, look, it's crazy where she's gone with this, right? And when Dave Letterman had Paris Hilton on his show like once or twice, he fucking annihilated her. Again, Paris is a friend, but yo, it is what it is, man. It's, it's part of the game, you know, and he killed her ever so gently, but killed her, right? And again, Letterman is sharp as fuck when it comes to speech and everything and how well-versed he is. Like maybe Jon Stewart is there with him and it's arguable, right? For sure, Stephen Colbert could fuck with him on the wittiness and everything else. But overall, like likability, it, it goes to Dave, right? And Dave's just, he's just so fucking cool. He's OG. And so I start this interview with Kim K and I got low expectations. That may sound disrespectful, whatever, but it is what it is, right? And I've never really heard Kim do a real interview. I've seen her on like shows here and there, but it's like, you know, the same superficial bullshit, whatever. But Kim has changed. Kim has had a lot of seasoning she's obviously, you know, had not necessarily coaching. I've never watched an entire episode. I've never watched even five minutes of an episode of Keeping Up With The Kardashians. But she's obviously, you know, she's changed quite a bit. You know, she's obviously worked on her speech and everything. And of course, Kim Kardashian is an easy target. I get it, okay? But real talk, Kim is somebody I can easily call a friend. Right, definitely more than just an acquaintance because it's someone I've known for a long time. I've been to her home, several homes. I've known this girl since she was a teenager. I have was very, very close to Rob. Everyone knows that me and Rob were super close friends. You know, I know her family, whatever. So, anyways, I'm watching this show and I'm, I'm impressed by the way she's holding herself up and they're inside a CVS and it, you know, before they get like do like little skits, not skits. I'm sorry, they're just doing like, like um. Not even behind the scenes. It just it was part of the show. It was weird. They went to a random ass CVS. And I was really skeptical about her being robbed when she got robbed in Paris for her ring and was tied up and everything. But after watching the show, I could tell that that was definitely not fake or staged, right? Like Kim was really robbed. And I was like, damn, I, you know, I, I felt. And she ain't like really a great actress. So I knew that she was telling the truth. But what is so impressive is what Kim has decided to do with her platform, right? And from 2008, when she was my neighbor, to now, I see again, I'm measuring years, okay? And she had several glow-ups, right? Like the show did well, boom, then she glow up, she got a house, boom. Then she started to get even bigger. Then boom, Kylie and, and fucking Kendall started getting big, which made her bigger. Then she married Kanye and all this other stuff, right? Her glow up became insane around 2016. 2014, she owned the internet pretty much at that point, right? 
but think 2016, 2008, right? In eight to 12 years, what she has amassed, and not just for her, but her whole family is fucking crazy, right? And people are like, no shit, no duh. No, man, I'm really breaking it down from someone who knows her. And I'm talking about years, since we're talking about time, and you're worried about one year sitting in a fucking house, figuring things out, well, we can't. Well, what are you doing? You're not working. You're worried about going out, partying, and spending money. And that's just what, that's where it just voids everything you're fucking arguing about. Your personal life, cool. Anyways, back to David Letterman, my next guest. Uh, needs no introduction. This is by far the most articulate interview I've ever seen of Kim's to date. The way she spoke and everything. So I finished the show uh, watching that episode and it's like, you know, a little past 1130 Halloween evening. Okay. Yeah, it's late night, right? So I'm like, you know what? Texting her is out of the question. I might forget in the morning, but I do want to say what's on my mind. Um, texting at 11.30 p.m. It's offensive. Not that Kanye would be like, yo, what the fuck is Ben? It's just weird, right? And then I thought like, yo, an email, It and she does read her emails, but like it's been years since I emailed her. I don't, you know, fuck this. You know, I said, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to DM her, right? We're both married. She knows my wife. We're both parents. Like I'm grown ass motherfucker. I don't give a fuck what time it is. It's a DM. It's not really a big deal. Boom. So I DM her. And I have never DM'd Kim ever in my life, okay? There was a point in time on Instagram, I mean on Twitter, where she used to follow me, I used to follow her, and on MySpace, all that shit and everything, whatever. Can you fucking imagine how many DMs this lady must get on a daily basis? I wouldn't be surprised if she got 100,000 DMs in a day, right? So anyways, I DM her, I'm like, yo, man, this was like, Wow. I was really impressed, Kim. Like, for real, like, that was a really dope interview. And, and um, it was probably the most articulate I've heard you speak. And I forgot what else I said. I was just, I kind of was like, yo, man, God bless you. And, and man, it's so dope what you're doing with prison reform and all the legal shit and how she's using the platform to fight for things. I was like, man, this is just really impressive. You know, in like, I don't know, five sentences, I said something. Okay. So I'm about to go to sleep, go to my phone, and I see I get a DM at 12.03 a.m. or 12.02 a.m., Whatever the fuck it was, or maybe it was it was after midnight. And let me remind you, it's Halloween evening, right? Where most people are out getting into all types of fucking debauchery. And she messages me back, you know, after midnight, says, Yo, Ben, that was really sweet of you. That means a lot to me. Thank you. Did the praying hands emojis. And you know what? Me telling you the story about me DMing her is the most unnecessary part of this story, but I just wanted to add it anyway, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm just a dick, whatever, right? But yo, in 8 to 12 years, she was able to turn maybe 2, 3 million into fucking $700 million, all right? Almost a billion fucking dollars. And she also helped Kanye become a billionaire, okay? And this is by mostly using her fame, Right? And again, there's people like Lil Pump or whatever who have made two, three million and then they're just like outspending and that motherfucker's shit is done. His career is fucking over. Like the little endorsement of fucking of Trump don't mean shit. It's so stupid. Cause you know what? If you endorse Biden, there wouldn't be no story, right? It wouldn't be like, no, he's just like so fucking corny. He's a little kid, you know? And he's just like, he said shit. He dissed me in a song, whatever, boom, here and there. And it's just like, y'all have little homies, like little homies like Ian Connor, check you, bro. You and your homie, like, check you guys. And it's like, y'all don't even get like how I move in this city, but I'm a grown ass man, whatever. Bottom line is, 
what she was able to do compared to what someone like Little Pump could do is crazy by using her fame, right? I have no desire, and I've said this before, to make it a goal to become a billionaire. That is not a goal of mine, okay? But if you're gonna go hard at anything that you do, the end result could be that you hit a billion or a lot of money. Even if you're a fucking teacher, okay? Let's say you're a teacher, you're really good at what you do, you're a professor, let's say you write a book or you wanna do a seminar, and yo, let's say you do it in a real way and you let it happen organically and then with the right people behind you, you have a number one New York Times seller, you have this, this, and this, you end up getting a show off it. Yo, with the right machine pushing you, you could be very rich or in a position to help others. And that's being a teacher. You know what I'm saying? Like there's there's ways about doing things. So it's like, I want to continue to change the game in jewelry. I want to be... I'm in journalism now. I'm a fucking podcaster. Whether you guys think it's a joke or not, yo, we're almost 130 episodes into this podcast. I'm going to do this till we're past 1,000 episodes. And we're still, I feel like I'm still getting my feet wet. And I'm doing podcasting in a different way. But this is, without a single doubt, this is professional podcasting. Shout out to the Dust Brothers. Okay? So I want to do this as a full-time career. Right? So now think. One year of your life, this podcast's over a year long, okay? One year of your life sucking, like not being that dope, just staying at home. Some of you motherfuckers live in small apartments, I get it. And also on top of that, being mentally stable, mentally strong, stronger than you've ever been, doing all that could help save the country, because really, this shit could just keep extending and everything else, and people don't give a fuck. You know, was it today, I guess, or technically what Germany's, you know, six hours or whatever ahead? They can't go out and do shit. My cousins in Germany, they can't do nothing unless essential business, boom. And it's like, that's just what it is, because they want to, I don't even know, I'm going to guess, I don't know, what do they have, like fucking, they got 5,000, 6,000, 10,000 cases. They don't have no 100,000 cases and we ain't shut down. I don't think we need to because it's just fucked up, whatever, we can figure it out. But it's not helping, all right? In fact, I take that back. No, we do need to, all right? And people are like, oh, because you're rich. I'm like, no, shut the fuck up, okay? At least 70%, and I'm being real generous. I'm being super nice. I would say at least 70% of America has not even followed the proper protocol when it comes to COVID-19, Okay? And yeah, yo, you see me out, people are like, oh, practice what you preach, you out. Yo, you see me out? <laughs> Sanitizers in my pocket, I'm wearing gloves, you know, 50% of the time, and it's, you know, every other time. I might be using sanitizer up to 100 times in a few hours, never touch my face. N95 mask never comes off, and I'm wearing a shield sometimes, okay? The few times that I've ate out, I am not eating around anybody except those who I have quarantined with, which is pretty much my family, my immediate family, and my in-laws, okay? And my mom, who's taking it more serious than me. And you know what? Sorry. And the Dust Brothers, who have also taken this very serious since day one. And when I've been with the Dust Brothers, we eat 10 feet apart at my home, okay? So I just feel like those who will truly like follow through with this, I guarantee those people who have been quarantining and haven't taken this serious, yo, 
there's no way you're not gonna feel better later on. Be like, yo, I contributed to, to you know, being safe instead of being sorry in the long run, you know. And it's like, look, I look at it like if my son London didn't have this, I would still follow a protocol, at least the basic, right? And uh, I can't obviously because he has respiratory illness, I can't risk that, right? And I'm already eating bad, like I'm eating Wingstop, I'm out of shape. So I don't need to add an incurable virus to my life, right? Yes, I could be a lot healthier. There's an argument there. But I'm playing this like old men play basketball. You know what I'm saying? By using their smarts over being physical. And in this way, it's like, you know, when you're old, you're not trying to be in the NBA, you know, whatever. So the shortcuts, you know, you do a little dirty shit here and there, boom. But what I'm getting at is time flies by. All right? And with that said, too many people are out here driving fast as fuck to hit a stoplight, okay? People are driving fast and rushing to red lights, all right? And then there's some of you guys who aren't even stopping at a red light. You know what happens? Just off common sense, what happens if you don't stop at a red light? All right, you already know. You've answered it right, okay? Now, if you do what you're supposed to do, I just feel like you're gonna look back and see a better reward, than just going to a fucking nightclub to go party, go to a Halloween party, go hang out with your homies, whatever. Man, there's just no shortcuts. It, it's gonna suck, you know, and it sucked here and there. And of course, yeah, great. I do have an exotic car I could go drive on. But again, <laughs> I worked hard for that shit. I worked 30 fucking years to get that, okay? There's no shortcuts. Shortcuts end up with short results, okay? You must take the stairs, there is no elevator to success. Seeing Kim K own a $1.5 million condo in 2008 to then owning a $60 million crib here, $40 million crib here, fucking jets and all that shit in less than a decade. Yo, it's way more impressive to me. And she can't even spend it all, okay? That's gonna stay in her bloodline for at least another generation or more, okay? And hating on that is lame. All right, guys, yo, Miles, hit me off one time with the Lakey Lake. I'm losing my voice right now from screaming from the fucking Niners game. We'll be right back, y'all. So when's the last time you got rewarded for brushing your teeth? Well, with Quip's new smart electric toothbrush, good habits, can earn you great perks like free products, gift cards, and more. The best part of this is that Quip Smart Brush is for adults and kids. Now with the Quip app, you can connect your phone via Bluetooth, all right? You track when and how well you brush, get tips and coaching to improve your habits, earn points for daily brushing, and bonus points for completing challenges redeem for rewards like free products gift cards and discounts from quip and partners you've heard us talk about quip a million times but this is something brand new that rewards you and your mouth already have quip all right cool upgrade it with a smart motor and keep the features you know and love plus you can get a brush head toothpaste and floss refills delivered from $5 and shipping is free. Join the over 5 million mouths 
who use Quip and save hundreds compared to your other Bluetooth brushes. When you get a Quip smart brush for just $45. Start getting rewards for brushing your teeth today and go to getquip.com slash baller right now to get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash baller spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash baller. Quip. Better oral health made simple and rewarding. Yo, yo, we're back. So, um, I, I have a sickness and it's deeper than, than just being petty, right? My wife really thinks I should go see somebody and I'm, I'm, I'm joking. I'm being totally serious. She really thinks that I should go see a psychiatrist and everything. And I know I think I'm a genius and everything, but I do definitely have some issues. I get it. And if we weren't in a pandemic right now, I know that I would not even entertain the trolls. But with me growing in popularity, you know, um, I get a lot of fans who are turned mad. You know, people who are fans of mine, whatever, whatever reason, okay? People who didn't listen properly and want to blame me for it, right? In regards to anything, free game, whatever. Look, you could take it with a grain of salt, you could do whatever you want, man. At the end of the day, you are an adult and you should follow your own gut. All right. So sometimes I get the trolls and all they seem to want is a reply. And there's thousands of messages, right? And you know what? Once in a while, you know, I'll give them a reply, you know, and, and it's something just fun, you know, and it just like, what the greatest thing is, there's the, the restrict button, which is like mute, but they don't even fucking know that they're like fake blocked to like shadow block. They're like shadow banned and they don't even get it. They think that I'm seeing shit. They just don't. Cause I'm not going to block them. You know what I mean? It's just, it's more painful this way. Right. And I do know that I bring the worst out of some people too. Okay. So I fully comprehend that. And by acknowledging it, me trolling back does not backfire to me. I know this because I don't care. Do you know, I just serves as entertainment. It does the reverse. It fully entertains me right? I don't get bummed out when I see people because you threw a rock at me first and you want me to be mad that I came back and shit on you? No, motherfucker. What are you talking? It don't work that way. Your frowns make me smile. Okay. So I replied to this one, you know, why well, I replied back to four people this weekend, right? Um, some of these people are people who wanted to bet me for the Niners game. And uh, thank you very much. I am $2,000 richer, right? I didn't really want to take any bets under 500 bucks. I mean, under a thousand really, but there was two guys, 500, one guy for a thousand. And I kind of feel not that's so bad. You know, these are grown men, again, grown men. And I hope that they, I mean, you know, whatever. Good, good for you. you know that you back your fan. Great. So I replied back to a few folks this weekend and I'm not like, <laughs> immediately I hit this guy like, you know, I have a guy who literally replies to stories. It's like, you fucking faggot. You bitch, you ain't shit. You're a fucking piece of shit. You're fucking so stupid. You're a liar. My God, you're such a fucking loser. You can't do this. And it's just so, I'm just like, yo, dude, yo, you're that angry. Like, I hate Donald Trump and I would never reply to this. I would never fucking hit this dude up on a deal. Like, it ain't, that, like, what? You know, and this guy, I opened the message. He's like, you are scum. You're a loser. You're this, you're that. And I'm like, yo, I hope it felt good for you to get that out. Do you feel better? It doesn't. Dude is just so angry. And I realized at a certain point, I'm trying to break down to this guy. I'm like, yo, okay, 
the, here's the facts, all right? Here's A, here's B, here's C. Dude ain't even listening. He's so fired up and so far gone, he can't stop. Like, he's typing and everything, boom, and he's just so fired up. And I'm looking at him like Michael Jordan looked at Gary Payton at that fucking iPad and just that crazy, the last dance, that look, like, <laughs> what? Like, I could have said, yo, bro, look, real quick, two plus two equals four. He was so far gone, this one dude was so angry, that he would have said, no, it doesn't. And what the fucked up part about it was, he was like, you're so fucking stupid. 20 plus 20 does not equal four. Like, bro, I didn't say 20 plus 20. Why don't you look at it again? He's so fired up. He won't even go back to look at it. I said two plus two equals four. That's not what I'm talking about specifically. It was something that it was a metaphor, right? I'm just telling you, he was too far gone. And at that point, it just don't matter. Okay, that level of hate, it's not even warranted, man. These people got real issues. Like, I think I got, but this is like a whole different level. Like, bro, you let somebody, you don't even, you've never met, get that, you that ain't crazy. Like, I've met Donald Trump six, seven, eight, nine times. Okay, like people who are like, you should go research Donald Trump. You should really go see who he is. I, they don't even realize I know what I know. I'm not stupid. I know what I see with my eyes. Like I hear, I, I know. I'm like, I, I know what I need to believe and what's reality. I'm not delusional. Like what else do I need to know? I'm a grown ass man. I don't go by hearsay. I don't go by rumors. I dislike and hate that man for my own reasons on behalf of his direct actions. Okay. But if Donald Trump said, hey man, Ben, it's 79 degrees outside. You don't need to wear a jacket. I wouldn't just wear a jacket out of spite because I hated dude. I know that sounds a, that's a weak comparison, but I'm just saying, like, I also wouldn't need to say much if he replied to a DM of mine. Like, I wouldn't even say anything to it. Listen, I was like, I was like, if I replied to a DM of his, right? Let's say he posted a story, Donald Trump, and I was like, you're a fucking bitch. I hate you. You're a punk. And he replied back to me. I wouldn't really say shit back. Now, I said I'd have him on the show to interview because I'd have said questions. I'm not going to do an interview, do DM. Like, I have no reason. I don't really give a fuck. Okay, now this is where it gets weird, and again, it gets spooky with my followers and just people in general who like, who are obsessed with following people they they don't like. I'm like, yo, bro, why do you follow me? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just it's this question. You know how, how fucking how much of a loser you'd have to be? Do you know how great my life? Be? Oh, if your life? No, no, I'm telling you, believe me, my life is good. I go to bed when I want to, boom, I wake up at seven and I'm not even mad at, in the morning, I wake up, my kids wake me up, they're going crazy, boom, here and there, and guess what, yes, I quarantine in my fucking almost 6,000 square foot fucking $5 million house, you know, that I worked and made and paid for on my own, chilling, right, get my hustles going, help my kids go through Zoom class, my wife is making breakfast and everything else, then I figure out, what do I want to do today, or what could I do today, can, can, I can pretty much do anything I can as long as I'm safe, Right? Well, I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is definitely is I'm gonna make some money today. Okay. Now, this dude, like, you know, at this point, I don't know what he could believe. He might fucking believe that I'm the devil. He might believe that I'm fucking Brazilian. I don't fucking know. He's literally so beyond angry. But there's a bunch of people like that. Okay. So if I were to go onto my Instagram and make a post or on my Twitter and say, hey, tomorrow, I just go on there and say, hey guys. Guess what? I lost all my money. I fucked up. 
I made some bad choices, and now I have nothing. A majority of my followers would believe it without question, and it would spread like wildfire. It would be on every fucking one of the major blogs, something negative about me, boom, it would go like fucking, it would literally go everywhere, okay? But now if I said, hey man, I sold this app, I had this crazy idea, boom, it was fucking amazing, I made $100 million. Now, an even bigger majority of those people, are about the same, would say, oh, you know what, that's cap, prove it. You know what I'm saying? We don't believe you. Or if I said, hey man, you know, I fed, you know, 7 million, million kids, children off my nonprofit organization, right? Or I donated $7 million to inner city schools in Washington State and in California, by the way, which is a fact, and that's true, okay? Or I could say something like, yo, by my sales being so good with tops, I was able to save a thousand jobs that were in risk of being furloughed. Again, these haters, these fools would say, oh man, that's cap, you capping, bro. How come you don't show it? How come you don't show your nonprofit? How you gonna show this? Like, for what? What the fuck do I need to show it for? I know what the fuck I know. I know what I have. I know what I've done. You know, sometimes I try to share, like, you know, like, whether it be a materialistic item or something, just because, you know, I'm like, hey, man, this is motivation. I'm trying to show you guys we do good here. And again, I've done a ton of donations. I've done a ton of charity this year, right? It doesn't stop. But, you know, I try to share, you know, something that I bought, boom, because it's fun. Because my page, I do what the fuck I want. Even if it's tone deaf, insensitive, whatever, fuck you guys. It don't matter. All that matters is my family. This is where I become selfish and I protect what I want to do. But I don't do that still, you know? Some people take it like, oh, it's so fucked up that you, you post your your toys, your bear bricks. Man, shut the fuck up, bro. Shut the fuck up, Okay. I do it sometimes to serve as inspiration and motivation for people to show I came from this point to this point, but I often really don't share. And that's why I haven't posted my home, okay? That's why I haven't posted the last four or five cars that I've got, posted the center, and that was because a kid took a really good picture, and I don't want to disappoint him. That's really, I'm dead serious. I didn't post like the day I bought it, like, oh, here it is, boom. I waited like three weeks and I still kind of post like, and I was just like, eh, you know, do I, is this a good time, boom. And then what about the fucking Porsche? You know, what about my other shit? I just like, I tell you guys here, cause this is different. You guys can hear my energy. You guys can tell, you know, how I'm happy or what I did or whatever. And I'm, I'm much more in depth and specific about my life here. And I'm still... You know, and again, this is not visual, it's not video. Eventually it will be. I know that's gonna open another can of worms. But anyways, please believe this, man. Whatever I'm making up and whatever you think that I'm I'm just this false lifestyle, like you can go to Ferrari dealerships, you can go to Lamborghini Rolls Royce dealerships, you could speak to the finance managers, you could speak to the salesmen, the sales general. I've bought so many different cars and shit, like they know what's going on. The bank knows what's going on. Like if I posted just my true, by the way, Truebill is a great app. I, I promise you, it's, I'm not getting paid or nothing for it. It is a great app. If I posted just what my bills were and what my spending was every month, you guys would be like, what the fuck? And you don't, you don't, like that's, they're directly tied into your bank accounts, right? And my Truebill does everything except, well, what I did from cannabis and what I do from um, IF and Co., People would be sick. They would be depressed. And it's not, there's people out there making way more money. But it's just like people are so, they're so clueless. They don't even get it. Like, not only am I cash rich, 
but I have assets, I have art, I have so many other things. I'm protected by insurance. I have a trust. I have a living trust for my children. I own my home. And it's like people are crazy, right? And again, yo, people who see me riding, they, they see me riding. You know what I'm saying? They see me in the hypercars. They see me in the rolls. They see me, you know, at the bank. They see what the fuck I got going on. They see my credit is excellent. And that is why living well is the best revenge, period, all right? People get mad or they get super angry at the rich. And I look at it like this. Look, man, if I was given the money, okay, okay, I guess, okay. If I was born into a situation like that or if I, you know, had born into privilege or fame or something, okay, I guess, right? But we don't really, no, not okay. But still, you know, because look, my kids are going to be kind of born into privilege. My, my, my kids didn't, London was born into, not, I wouldn't say wealth, I don't know, but I was already, you know, worth several M's, right? But, but you know, look, perspective. I worked at fucking Burger King and at Subway in 1990 for $3.75 an hour. And I worked 40 to 48 hours a week. How much more low budget shit job does it get than that? And we all, oh, why you disrespect? No, motherfucker, I did it. That's why, because I did it so I can say what that job was because I thought it was shit, all right? It taught me how fucking hard it is to earn a dollar in America, okay? It don't get more low budget than that. I put myself in that situation because I didn't want to get my little whatever and go by certain rules and get my little fucking $10 a week allowance from my parents, and it was like, yo, What? Really, man? I was like, you know, and they didn't have money, so it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't, you know? But I couldn't rely on anyone else, and I got it. That's fine, you know? So I had to go get a job at a fucking shitty-ass fast food restaurant. A couple of the jobs sucked. I did some jobs for free as an intern. I built a goddamn fucking, I must have built the fucking entire house, you know? And I was like, what the fuck does that have to do with fucking being an intern and a PA in a movie? So look, man, I worked hard for many many years, for decades, so you can miss me with all that rich talk. I came from zero dollars and zero cents, all right? I went completely broke three times, three times before I hit 30 years of age, okay? And I will not go back ever. Once in a while, I have nightmares like, oh my God, fuck, I'm broke. Hell no. But more importantly, not only will I not go back to being broke, I will never lie cheat or steal to remain on top or to retain my wealth. Yes, I used to sell weed and I used to sell drugs and whatever, boom, it was mostly weed, right? You know, that people were like, oh, it's bad. Other than that, I didn't rob motherfuckers out there. I didn't do none of that shit. There's, there's no need to. There's enough out there for everyone. I always say that shit. Put your name on some paper and go get it. I will not steal, lie, or cheat anyone, all right? I got way too much talent. I'm way too blessed to have to resort to any of that fuckery. <sighs> Man. So on Saturday, Halloween day, right? Um, I took my wife for a lunch. Went to our lunch date, right? And um, we went on a lunch date and it's the first time, you know, women, they don't forget shit. My wife, she remembers everything. Seven months Seven months since me and my wife have been one-on-one -on -one going to lunch, all right? I have my mother-in-law, her mom, watch the kids. We jumped in the center. 
I've had the sign up for over three months. This is the first time she's even got in it. And I feel bad because my kids have all gone in it. You know, my boys, boom, here and there. I let one of my homies drive it. First time she's been in the center. It's seven months since we've had a nice, like a good couple hours to ourselves during the day. Fucking sad. But anyways, you know, I'm driving down Sunset Boulevard and I get to almost near the Chateau Marmont and I see liquor lockers blocked, boarded up, wood boards, Chase Bank, wood boarded up, stores boarded up. We pass La Cienega. I see fucking Sunset Plaza boarded up. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going on here? And like, I wanted to go eat at Le Petit Forks. I just wanted to be outdoors. Obviously, that's known for outdoors. So it's 11.15 in the morning. This place usually opens at 10.30 on Saturdays and they're, they're closed. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And no other places since the plaza really open. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? A week ago, I know I drove by here or two and it was popping. Yes, you wear your mask and whatever, boom, people are social. But I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It's low key dead. And then I realized, yo, people are fucking preparing for election day. So I'm like, this is just sad, right? So then we drove down La Cienega, see the same shit. I drive down Melrose, same shit. All the businesses are boarded up. Cookies got fucking extra fucking security, all kinds of shit. Same thing, by the way, when I drove down Rodeo Drive in Beverly Hills, okay? Insane to me to see this, right? So we end up getting brunch at one of my all-time favorite spots, Morrow's Cafe. Morrow's Cafe is inside Fred Siegel on Melrose, and it is just fucking just so good, right? Fucking pesto penne is just, oh my God, the fucking Fred's pasta, the fucking sauteed vegetables, man, the fucking zucchini, oh my God, zucchini, spinach, and mushrooms in the fucking olive oil, my Lord. The pancakes for brunch. Yo, I know I said I was on a diet, but I fucked that whole diet off. Anyways, ate, had a great time. We were separated from everyone. There was nobody near us. It was like really, it was set up good. It wasn't like, it was actually all right, you know? And um, after that, I decided I want to go to Beverly Hills and get my wife something. Just wanted to buy her something from Prada. So I'm driving to Prada. And like I said, Rodeo Drive is a shit show. It's fucked up. It looked like South Central, Los Angeles. And at the same time, there's like a bunch of white people starting to um, gather up for the Trump rally. And uh, it's just a shit show. Okay. So I'm like, fuck this. Not about to be in this fucking, you know, million dollar car and fucking be you know, just risk some shit. Like, fuck this. I turn around, boom, I head home. I get on Twitter and I start seeing the Trump rally and the shit's getting heated up literally a block away from, I mean, a block, half a block from where I was. And these Trump rallies have been going on in Beverly Hills for the last month or so now. I got no idea why the fuck they're going to Beverly Hills, whatever, because it's not like these fucking Beverly Hills Republicans see, they're just like, it's just a crazy division. Even with rich people, they're Republicans and these people just, it's fucking crazy. And you obviously see that Trump don't give a fuck. He's been leaving people in fucking freezing cold weather, not having transportation for them to go back. Like 30,000 people stranded, whatever, boom. And it's funny because everywhere he's going to the campaign, he's actually doing worse. It's doing worse for him in those areas, which is completely the opposite. Good for him. So I'm just like watching this shit go down on Twitter and, you know, these Trump supporters are on Facebook groups. They're coming from Riverside County, some from like Huntington Beach, like Bakersfield, super random waspy areas, right? And finally, I'm like, oh, shit, 
it's a gang of colored folk up in here, right? Some people of color, finally, right? They're going in, speaking their mind. They're like, fuck this shit. I just seen some shit the other day um, from this area in Fort Worth, Texas, where the black area was uh, not like attacked, but like a bunch of Trump supporters came there and fuck with them, put on social media, like, and they were like lined up. Like they was ready for all the smoke. Dudes had AR-15s like, yeah, come out here and disrespect us. And I'm like, oh shit. So anyways, shit gets out of hand. I'm watching videos of motherfucking Trump supporters getting their wigs pushed back. I see this one dude, he was getting jumped on, getting his ass beat. And then I see BHPD, which I know they don't fuck around, coming out of nowhere, full ride gear, pulling out batons, hitting motherfuckers in the neck, head, everything, pushing fools back, spraying shit. And I'm like, yo, this is fucking Rodeo Drive. Like, this is crazy as fuck. Be like, good, man, fuck that. We want to go ruin this area. Like, why ruin? And I get it, man. But... Why ruin anything? You know, but anyways, I can't wait till this fucking election tomorrow. This this week. I can't wait till it's over. Okay. Also, after looking at the UCLA polls and a couple other ones, which shouldn't matter. Okay. Two plus two equals four. These aren't alternative facts. You can't ever make two plus two equal anything else but four. All right, I'm looking at these polls, okay? And Biden is definitely up. I'm not saying this to fucking jerk my own dick off, nothing. Does it matter? Not so much. As of this podcast right now, not so much. Because Hillary Clinton was up in the 2016 election right before election day. Or actually even the morning of election day, she was election day, she was up in the polls, Okay. But she didn't win the fucking electoral vote. She won the popular vote. This is where I truly believe shit is going to matter, okay? Biden is going to win Arizona. And it's crazy because that's been a red state forever, right? And I think Biden may win Texas, which is even way more fucking bonkers, right? And Texas broke the all-time world fucking records for where it is right now. I think total people voted in Texas uh, in 2016 was like 6.5, right? Don't quote me exact numbers. But over nine and a half, nine point six million people have voted already, and a lot of the motherfuckers ain't voting for Trump. I'll tell you that right now. Okay, I think Biden may win Texas, and I think he could win Florida. Could, you know, it's a possibility. Now, if Biden wins Florida, this ain't up for discussion. This ain't for argument. Nothing. You know, if Biden wins Florida, Trump is done. All right, he's toast. I don't give a fuck what lawyers he's got, whatever little tricks he's got up his sleeve and everything else. And I know that people are saying, oh, well, Biden's doing tricks. I'm not paying attention to Biden because I don't give a fuck, right? That pussy fuck bullshit, just straight up punk pussy bitch shit that, he, that Trump is trying to use the Supreme Court. He's like, if we don't win on November 3rd, then we will win a few days later. With my help from the Supreme Court, like, shut the fuck up, bro. It ain't gonna happen, dog. Now, if it's a really, really close battle, hey, man, who fucking knows, okay? But that Supreme Court assistant shit is hogwash, okay? If Trump loses Florida, he is finished. He's finito, done, all right? Now, ready for this? Now, if Trump wins Florida, he could still lose. That's what's crazy, all right? And at first... All the major political analysts believe that neither Sleepy Joe or Donald Trump could get 270 electoral votes on the evening of November 3rd, 
which is fucking again tomorrow night. I think Joe could possibly get that 270, all right? And if smoking Joe Biden gets that 270, it is again curtain call for Dick Stain, all right? It is RIP, rest in peace time for Dick Stain Donald. We're not going to get into what's going to happen once he's not president anymore. Like he's not, he's going to, I know he's going to, everyone says it. Oh, he's going to go fucking fighting. He's going to fucking piss and moan. He's not going to fucking go easy. But, but that shit, but ain't no one worried about that shit, bro. If you lose, motherfucker, you could talk about that shit somewhere outside the club. You can't get, you're getting kicked out the club. You could talk about it outside. It ain't going to, you know, when, when the doorman throws you out, you ain't getting back in. Okay. And the reason why I say this is because if he gets a 270 Biden, which, you know, I don't know, could, then it's a wrap because the mail-in votes, Donald already knows all those votes are for fucking Sleepy Joe, okay? I voted, and for the record, I have never been wrong on an election, ever, on not one single election. There hasn't been a ton of them, but I've never been wrong since 1992, all right? I've never been wrong. I've never been off one time. On the day of, I knew what shit was going to go down. Even on the close ones, I knew Al Gore was going to lose, all right? I knew he was going to win or whatever, but I knew it was close. And the whole situation, that whole fuck shit that they're trying to do now, I knew George W. Bush was going to fucking win. You know, I knew the fix was in and all the other bullshit. You can't let it get to Florida, boom. I predicted Bush would win off of that direct situation, okay? That's why you can't go into a heavyweight champion you can't go into any fight at all and let it get to the cards you got to knock a motherfucker out you got to even get a tko but you have to knock him out you can't let it get to the judges you can't let it get to the scorecards okay joe got to get to 270 with ease and then it's game over for dick fuck donald okay i checked non-bias polling data nothing far left and if anything they may be more right-favored polls, okay? And shit, I'm a fucking Republican, okay? And very few believe Trump can win. And I'm talking about the big-time analysts who have never been wrong in fucking 50 years, okay? There are like, when I say very few, I mean two. I saw two that thought he could, didn't say he was. It's just the, the momentum ain't going his way right? There's people out there, they saved their tooth, they went back to the 2016 tweet, found it and said, yo, we can see the momentum right now and tell you this right now, it ain't Hillary. We already know Trump's about to win. The same people are saying that, they're pulling their tweets out, boom, it ain't Donald this time, I'll tell you that. Now, do I think folks will riot if Trump loses in LA? Nah, I don't think so, man. I, I highly doubt it. Now, in the Confederate flag, low-hanging areas. Speaking of which, um, I think they'll write in those little small little fucking punk-ass towns. Who gives a fuck? They're going to get handled, right? Believe it or not, blacks outnumber the motherfuckers, period. So I hope that shit goes down. They start smoking a bunch of fucking peckerwood-ass cracker motherfuckers who are just on that racist KKK shit. But um, that little shit, um, Kyle Rittenhouse, he was extradited back to Wisconsin to face his trial there. And his legal team fought real hard to keep that from happening, right? 
But the judge in Illinois that was handling the case, they're like, nah, fool. His punk ass got to go face the music and go back to motherfucking Wisconsin. So I think Kyle's going to um, do some time. Like, he might do some real time. Like, this fucking murder, he's going to do some big, big time. Like, major time. And he's being charged as an adult. It's already been stated, right? So I hope, I truly hope justice is served. Because I already know young little Kyle is going to get that Wonder Bread bag treatment in jail. In fact, Kyle Rittenhouse is going to get that Wonder Bread bag treatment without olive oil. Fuck out of here. They ain't giving no olive oil. He ain't going to get no special treatment over there. They're going to have to make an example of that punk little motherfucker. So anyways, Halloween was depressing. My kids couldn't go trick-or-treating. and um, But we were able to set up a table. And like, you know, I have a, I'm, I have a gated home and everything. And, and uh, we passed out candy, I think in two hours from like, 6.30 to 8.30, like maybe 25 kids max came to get candy from us. We gave a shit ton of candy. I still had too much. And I didn't even get nowhere near what we did last year. But look, my wife every single year goes hard on any holiday, every holiday. And in this pandemic, she has done the best that she could do. And she's done a phenomenal job every holiday, making sure the kids have at least the best time they can birthday, whatever. My wife is really a fucking remarkable person. Um, this year has been rough and tough with birthdays, holidays and everything. But I get, again, I got to give it to my wife, Nick. She's really done an amazing job, right? And our house was decorated the craziest I've ever seen it done. Like full-blown fucking crazy Halloween theme, fucking ghosts and witches and all kinds of shit hanging out, fucking creatures in the trees, ready to attack, and it's just fucking crazy, okay? If you're on my close friends list, then you already know what I'm talking about. You would have seen it, right? I think by next year, we should be able to go back to full-fledged, but just like talking to some of these kids, like anywhere from three to 15 or 16 years age, like some kids are depressed and just doing what they can, whatever, boom. But, yo, Halloween was what it was. But my kids, yo, they had dope-ass costumes, and uh, I was supposed to dress up as something, but... My costume's gonna come in time and oh well, I'm a fucking, <laughs> I'm a Grinch when it comes to all this shit. Anyways, yesterday morning I chopped it up with Kid Cuddy. I was, uh, I missed his call. He texted me. He's like, yo, bro, let me guess, you're hungover. And I'm like, shit, I wish, man. But I called him back, began to a fucking, you know, he's like, yo, you need to go check out my trailer. If you ain't seen it, boom, for Man on the Moon 3. And I was like, all right, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I call him back. And uh, he's like close to doing this, you know, being done with this album. You know, he's got he's got to drop this album soon. And he uh, leaked the trailer for Man on the Moon 3. If you haven't gone to, uh, seen it, go to his Twitter and you'll see it's it's pinned. And that shit got me hyped. I was like, okay, finally, this motherfucking album is coming out, right? And uh, we talked about a chain, obviously. And uh, we got to keep the tradition going on, right? We got to carry on our tradition over the last two years. We've uh, broke out a new chain on every birthday. And uh, some of you guys may or may not know, me and Cuddy were born on the same week. So, you know, it's Aquarius gang. And um, when I get back from San Diego, I got to go see my boy Cuddy because he wants, uh, I want to check out this documentary. I want to check out a bunch of shit. But yo, Cud, I love you, bro. Dennis, you my guy. Dot, 
you already know. Um, a couple days ago, Friday, I hit up Jock Peterson, right? And I'm like, yo, bro, what's good? You're back. Stop fucking playing games. I need to see this trophy. I want to take a picture with the trophy. And he's like, yo, bro, we can't leave the house. We got to quarantine for 14 days because of fucking this whole Justin Turner situation. And he's like, I haven't tested, you know, negative two times. And I'm about to take another test. And, you know, after the third negative test, I'm ready to fucking just, you know, put my arms up. Like, you know, and so I don't know, man. I, I wanted to get over there and just smack, you know, pull up to his crib and, and, and get all the goodies. Drop off my little goodie bag for him too. But, yo, he told me that he got me a game-worn World Series jersey and a World Series hat and all that stuff. And like I said, my, I'm going to bless him with some shit. But, yo, he can't get me that shit because the field and the clubhouse is closed due to a few players catching COVID after the World Series game six. So that's all fucked up, man. And I've already said what I had to say about that just to the situation. But can't wait to see my bro Jock and all my other Dodger homies and stuff. And uh, speaking of which, oh boy. Yeah, I'm getting to the hobby. You motherfuckers in the hobby kill me. All right, like dead ass. Y'all legit murder me. All right, with a dull knife too. Not even no fucking sharp knife. Y'all y'all ain't got the respect to kill me fucking fast with a sharp knife. Y'all kill me with a dull ass fucking plastic blade. Like I've never met a more skeptical group of folks in my life. It's insane. Like why go in, why be in it if you're just so miserable? Okay. Due to my contracts with Tops, I'm not allowed to talk or discuss about final production numbers. But I don't lie. People figure things out and they know how to get to a ballpark of certain things, pun intended. And people figured out, like they've gotten real close to my Tops Chrome and what it was. And um, I didn't do exact numbers just to be a dick. Like there wasn't like 7,000, you know what I mean? Or 6,500. I, I would do like, let's do like, you know, 7,750. Like just random shit, okay? But here's some facts. My Topps Chrome was the most limited Chrome set to date, all right? Haters, guys who are super popular in the hobby, hating on my project, wish it didn't do well, but it's funny because guess what? It did, all right? For a long time, those fucking boxes were going for over 1,000. They were holding at nine. They're going for seven, boom. Guess what, man? Months later, my boxes are still over $400, which is way better than what Sapphire is doing, way better than what uh, Chrome Bowman is doing, Right, so and if you look at the cards, like in general, the good, the hit, big hitters, like you look at my Luis Robert, Acuna, some of these autos, they're doing better than cards that were that tops Chrome from two years ago. So I don't want to hear it. That's facts. So when I decided to do this World Series set, it was on very short notice. We didn't know if we we're gonna win for sure, right? Obviously, so I designed, got something together real quick. But you know, I put my soul in it because it's like, yo, man, this is my city. But one of the requests that I had was I wanted this to be a very limited set. Those exact words, very limited. Take it for what you want, whatever your definition of it is. I just told you my top set was very limited, and it was. So people try to put words in my mouth. You said it was fucking extremely super limited. Like, no, I didn't, motherfucker. The fuck did I say that, you stupid bitch? Anyways, this is where it gets spooky. I have a question. When have I lied to you guys? Huh? Never. All right? Exactly. Okay. I hyped up this World Series set pretty good. And yep, we had no set time really. 
Okay. I even told my, I haven't recorded my podcast the morning of the Thursday of the release. And I, I had said on the podcast, cause I had a set time for roughly around 2 PM, maybe at 1 PM at earliest told you guys on the podcast, if you're listening to this in real time, get ready, you know, to go buy the set. Boom. But the anticipation was killing some of these people. I was, it was starting to get me antsy. I was like, fuck this. Like right around 1040 in the morning, we decided to go live with it. And I immediately crashed the top website. All right, I was told they haven't had traffic like that since Keith Shore had his Griffey card. That was big, big traffic since like, you know, right there early summer, okay? Some guys were, you know, checking out and they had their checkout screen for 10 minutes. Some of my homies couldn't check out and everything else, whatever. We had 50, 60,000 people on the site browsing and at one moment, over 4,000 orders were checking out and the site broke and froze. And over 4,000 people's orders were canceled, but not on purpose, okay? And they didn't even know they were canceled. This was crazy. They were never completed, but people saw a $100 pending charge on their credit cards, but the fucked up part is they weren't completed orders, so those, those pending charges will fall off, right? Now, if that was successful that 4,000 plus orders would have pretty much sold out my entire fucking, my, my, whole, my whole fucking World Series set at that point, okay? And that was early on. So all that shit got canceled. People didn't know what the fuck, whatever, boom. It was all kinds of skeptic, just fucking crazy. Yo, what happened? Why is it still available? Why come I could order 15,000? Some guy said, how come I could order 7,000 boxes and blah, blah. Bro, there ain't 7,000 boxes for sale, and some guy's like, don't push that button, you'll be charged. Motherfucker, you ain't got a fucking, no, no offense, man. You ain't got no credit card for seven fuck, for $300,000. Shut the fuck up. So anyways, the set stayed up on the Topps website for 24 hours. And the funny thing is this. I'm actually very flattered that you guys think that I could sell ten or 15,000 cards or just some Dodgers cards, right? But the fact is, look, there's autographs. There's fucking Dodgers starting player autographs. There can't be that many fucking autographs, okay? All right? And it didn't sell 15,000, 20,000, 25,000. People were laughing at me like, oh, you couldn't sell out? Ha ha. Oh, I thought it was rare. Oh, boom, whatever. It's still, why is it still available? Bro, because it's the fucking Dodgers. Whether or not there was three different Dodger sets for sale, there was a Topps now, and they're all the same price, okay? This ain't Topps Chrome, you know what I'm saying? There wasn't 30 plus teams that cater to so many different people. It's just one World Series set and still it's sold out in a day, which is funny, right? And they're like, well, how come there wasn't just one per person? How come there was this and this? Look, at one point, someone said they couldn't buy more than five. At one point, they couldn't buy more than 10. And then at one point, someone said they could buy uh, 3,000. And I'm like, yo, does that not tell you something? I don't fuck with the website. I don't have control. I don't work for tops, Okay. I can't answer that shit to you. Like, it just doesn't make sense. But look, it's done. It's over with. Whether you guys, whatever, and you oh, I want to feel, I don't want to have buyer remorse. Listen, man, yo, to you resellers out there trying to come up. But again, look, that first hour or two was the worst shit I've ever seen on any website drop that I've ever been involved with. Okay. Look, I did this for my city, for LA, for Dodger fans. Okay, and it's sold out. Like I said, the best part about this is now I'm going to do autograph signings with different Dodger players for this box set only. Okay, 
I didn't tell you guys that before. I already had that plan. It was just like people are just so fickle and so weird, okay? So for those of you who didn't cop, oh, well. For those of you who only want to resell, man, good for you, man. If you, oh, man, it's fucking selling for less. Why would you sell something for less than you paid for it if that's what your intention to do was to sell it? It's the stupidest fucking thing. It hurts my head when I think about it. What what's gonna it's gonna go for like it just doesn't make sense to me like buy what you want to buy because you fuck with it. But again, I told you guys, don't buy anything that you can't sit on. No matter what the fuck it is, that is hustling backwards. And again, everyone's so skeptical in the hobby. Oh man, you know what? We never saw any Jeter autographs. And autographs are pulling up, but it's like you know how people. If there was 75,000 cards, you know how people don't have social media? And, you know, it's like Derek Jeter never did these 10 autographs, and they he did. It's like I've already seen three, and I posted them, okay? And you got people still saying, like, you know, like two months ago, oh, man, your Achiro's going to flop. That shit's going to drop now finally, man. There's so many out there. Like, how the fuck is there so many out there? It's, it's, there's a 1,300 Achiro's, and it was my lowest print run to date. Seven months later, the card is still over $1,500, and that's a 20 fucking dollar card, okay? Get the fuck out of here, right? And there was a shit ton for sale on eBay, and it didn't fucking matter. The shit still held its value. I don't know what to say, guys. I'm so glad that I only have four more Tops Project 2020 cards left, and that, yo, I'm done with that project. Not that I hate it. It's great. It's a great thing. I had a good thing going. I still got a good thing going with tops, okay? But the printer order thing, I just, I don't rock with it. I like a set number. That's just where I'm at with it, okay? My 2021 Chrome set is gonna drop in summer 2021, and I guarantee it'll be gone too fast. That is for sure, all right? It'll also do better than this year's because I'll have a lot, I'll have way more time to design it, I'm going to have more time to do dope inserts and more special giveaways. And the best thing about it is I will be signing those cards and boxes at the National. Please believe that. Masked up, whatever the fuck it is. All right. So I'm excited to be done until we get this Chrome shit out. Um, speaking of autographs and signings, um, I can't wait to meet you guys in San Diego. For all you guys who cop the BBDTC Dago boxes. And um, also, this Saturday, November 7th, for sure, I'm going to get the dates fucked up this time, this Saturday, November 7th, in the morning, I'm going to drop my Roberto Clemente autos on BBDTC.com. Remember, only five gold Ben Ball autographs will exist, and this time, only 21 silver BBDTC autos will exist. I am only signing the silver BBDTC autos to the number of the player's jersey, meaning Roberto Clemente wore the number 21, so that means they will be limited from 1 to 21, and that's it. I'm also going to be dropping a couple 101 Beckett-graded, certified, slabbed, rare gold autos, okay? So there'll be some good shit, baseball card-wise, on the website, it's been a minute. I've been doing crazy jobs. I've been really trying to chill and spread that out. Um, that's this Saturday. As for merch, I will not be dropping any merch until Black Friday. Just FYI. 
That's when I'll restock on, I think, some lighters, and I'm going to restock on the mouse pads because they flew out, and I'm going to drop some T-shirts and some other cool shit. I'm going to wait till then because uh, that's just the best way to do it. Now, I already went hard body on my Instagram and Twitter, and since Miles David, one half of the Dust Brothers, is a lifelong Niners fan, I won't go too deep into the bashing of this Niners game that we had. All right. Look, I already went so hard. It was like I was going to start the episode off and go crazy, but we had bigger things to talk about, like the fucking election and everything else. But even though this is our biggest rival in the NFL, and obviously NFC West in the same division, yo, Seahawks are 6-1, and one, period. Yo, we played a great fucking game. No interceptions on Russell's behalf. He's at, what, fucking 26 fucking touchdowns. It's crazy. Through game fucking, what, seven games. It's insane, right? Garoppolo is trash. That is not even up for discussion. That is pretty much as equivalent as two plus two equals four. Yo, yo y'all's backup, QB Miles, where the fucking backup, what the fuck his name is? Yo, he's better than fucking Garoppolo is, okay? And what's even crazier is for three and a half quarters, our defense, Sands, Jamal Adams and a few other key players played its best defense all fucking year. Because that final score didn't fucking really match up to what it was. Yo, really, that shit was a fucking uh, 37-14 game. It was just whatever. We let fucking shit go and it is what it is. And our defense is fucking bad, man. You know, literally, like, it's a joke. They're like, oh, we got 13 players. Man, shut the fuck up. We got players injured too. All right? Okay? There are so many guys that I got DMs from who thought we were going to lose. And I just knew in my gut, I was like, yo, man, we ain't losing this game. I already know. There's no way Russell's going to fuck up that AZ game and all that little weird shit happened. There's no way it was going to go back to back, period. Okay? There's no way. We are back to being a top five NFL team. I think we're better than that. Yo, the shit irks me because we should be undefeated. And right there next to fucking Pittsburgh. But yo, it's all good. In two weeks, we will get our payback. Again, prime time, Sunday night football at our home this time versus the bitch-ass Cardinals, right? Better yet, I cannot wait to face the Buffalo Bills this Sunday. And yo, we got Jamal Adams back for this game. Uh, I think Carson might be back. We're not sure. But Josh Gordon, my boy Josh Gordon, my boy Flash, I don't think he comes back for like another two, three games. But yo, this Buffalo Bills team is no joke. Yo, this is going to be a tough ass test. And we win this game, I don't want to hear shit, okay? I'm hyped as fuck. And um, yo, to end this show, it's funny because we're ending on sports and we never end on sports. But I need to tell you guys about another podcast that I fuck with heavy. This is some real shit, okay? You've heard me talk about this on my show before about my friend of many, many years, Rich Kleiman, right? He and KD, along with their company, Master Dynamic Headphones, are the official headphone of Behind the Baller. I can't recommend them enough. I refuse to use anything else while I'm recording than Master Dynamic. I'm fucking using them right now, okay? Now, the other recommendation I have from them is 
I'm loving and learning so much from the boardrooms out of office podcast. Okay. The boardroom out of office offers real, legit, and great insight into some of the best minds in sports, business, and beyond. Like Rich is a super, super, super business savvy dude. Like for real. Hope you know he fucking came from Rock Nation, decided to start his own shit. And yo, it's hosted by Rich Kleiman. All right. It's his show. He's the founder of 35 Ventures alongside his business partner, Kevin Durant. You know, if you guys listen to the show, you're going to hear from people like entrepreneurs like Jack Dorsey, right? Jesse Itzler, sports icons like Doc Rivers, Maria Sharapova. He gets crazy, huge, big name guests, right? He even got the global creative director of Apple Music, Larry Jackson. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I get jealous sometimes, but I wanted to help my boy out because he just launched this thing and, he, you know, he's a few episodes or, you know, he's got episodes in. But, yo, each week, Rich talks about today's innovators in business, entertainment, sports, culture, as they share all their experiences that have helped shape their careers and how oftentimes their careers have influenced industries. Again, I can't recommend this podcast enough for anyone interested in an all-access pass into some of the best minds in business as they reflect on their personal stories and share key learnings on how they overcame obstacles to get where they are today. All right, guys. So later this week, look out for a preview of the series dropping right here in our feed. In the meantime, you can go listen and subscribe to The Boardroom Out of Office for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, okay? Um, there's this new podcast app called Listener that looks great and lets you save anything you hear and convert it into text. It's called Listener. Search Listener Podcasts on the Google app or the, or the Apple Play Store, whatever it is. Behind the Baller and all of the Dust Brother podcasts are featured on there along with Out of the Office, okay? I'm telling you right now, peep the free game from my homie, Ridge Climbing, all right? That's the Boardroom Out of Office podcast with Rich Climbing. I'm looking at this calendar and I just realized I'm interviewing Rich to be, was it this week, Miles? Anyways, someday this week, I'm interviewing my boy Rich, who is the head of 35 Ventures. He's going to come on to Behind the Baller don't know exactly what day because I got a couple interviews. I'm going to have to push some people back. But, yo, Rich is a good dude. He's coming on the show. And, yo, you know what, guys? That is it. I have not talked like this in a long fucking time. Solo dolo on that ass. Yo, that is all for the weekend wrap-up. Thank you guys so much. And God bless. Yo, I'm, I'm just, I'm done. Like, I'm fucking, yo. I'm, oh, yo, hold on. Lakey Lake, yo, take us home, bro. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.